Welcome to episode 16 of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B. Today's guest is BNI founder Dr. Ivan Meisner. Dr. Meisner has written 23 books to date, most are about networking and referrals. And recently, he wrote the foreword to Cody's new book, The Power of Human Connection. And now, Cody B. Hello, everybody. This is Cody Bateman. Welcome to our Relationship Marketing Podcast. Uh, very excited for our show today. We've we've actually been, um, we've had this on the schedule for a while now, and I've been super, super excited to have our guest on today that we have on today. And uh, so we're going to get right to it because you're going to want to listen to this guy. Dr. Ivan Meisner is with us today, founder of uh, Business Network International, BNI. Ivan, how are you? I am fantastic, and it is awesome to see you again, my friend. It's great to see you. Last time I saw you was in uh, Thailand and at your international conference, and I'll tell you, I was sure impressed when I went there and saw people from over 70 countries yeah. uh, represented at your international convention, which was incredible. And it was mind-boggling. Hats off to you. Oh, it was incredible. It was just really, really a neat experience. I'm going to let our listeners know a little bit about you. I mean, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners know you very well, but we have some listeners that come in that, that may not know you. So I want to make sure everybody understands who, who we're talking to today. Dr. Ivan Meisner chief, uh, uh, is the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, the world's largest business networking organization. Uh, it was founded in 1985. The organization now has over 8,800 chapters throughout every populated continent of the world. Last year alone, BNI generated 11.2 million referrals, resulting in $14.2 billion worth of business for its members. Dr. Meisner's PhD is from the University of Southern California. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He has written over 23 books, including Who's in Your Room, which I just read, by the way, awesome. Who's in Your Room? He's also a columnist for Entrepreneur.com, and has been a university professor as well as member of the Board of Trustees for the University of Laverne. He's called the father of modern networking by CNN and one of the top networking experts by Forbes. Dr. Meisner is considered to be one of the world's leading experts on business networking. He's been a major keynote speaker for major corporations and associations throughout the world. Now, there's a whole bunch more in there, <laughs> but we want to get to listen to you, you know, rather than then look at that resume, uh, although the resume is very impressive, and we know that you're a very busy guy, and we really appreciate you taking the time to be on our podcast today. So, Dr. Meisner, I, 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 you actually also wrote the foreword to my book. So, I have this book, The Power of Human Connection, and you gracefully and kindly wrote the foreword to the book, which was very nice. In that foreword, I kind of want to start here, in, in the foreword of the book... You told, I love this story. You told a story about a place where you went and spoke. I, I think there was like 900 people in the room and you asked a question. Do you remember that story? You asked a question of them. I, I'd like to start there because then that'll kind of guide where we want to go. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and let, me, let me say first, uh, I, I'm really honored to be on your podcast. I love send out cards. I love what your organization does. Uh, we've known each other a long time. I talk about send out cards all the time. Just on Monday, I did a presentation. I was talking about follow-up. And I said, you know, a great way to follow up is to send out a personal card. And if you write as badly as I do, you, you want to do it through something like send-out cards. So I've been recommending 
send out cards for, for, for many, many years. And it's a real pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, so the, the story that you're talking about, I, I was in London and uh, we had about 900 people. It was a, you know, an all day affair. There was a lot of networking going on. And I asked the audience, I said, how many of you are here today hoping to, you know, maybe just possibly sell something? 900 people raised their hands. This is the question. This is the, the topic, isn't it, Cody, that you were looking for? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. so um, I said, okay, great. Second question. How many of you are here today hoping to possibly buy something? No one raised their hands. Not one single person. This is what I call the networking disconnect. Everyone shows up to a networking event wanting to sell, but nobody's there to buy. And when that happens, that's when networking's gone wrong. Very, very wrong. Uh, you got to be there to build relationships, not to sell. Yeah, it's Great story, and I wanted to jump right in and start with that because I think it's 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 a great way to to really introduce your philosophy. When you started BNI in 1985, you started with a philosophy called Givers Gain. Can you can you talk to us a little bit about what Givers Gain is all about? So you know, one of the things I learned early on in networking is that uh, it, it really is more um, it should be more relational than transactional. And the idea of Givers Gain is that. If I give business to you, if I refer to you, to you, if I help you and I build a relationship with you, you'll do the same for me. And, um, you know, it's, it's just really based on that age old principle of what goes around, comes around. I'm going to support you. You support me. But it's got to start somewhere. And rather than for me to wait for you to do something, what we try to teach people is you got to take the first step. You reach out. You try to help them. It's one of the best ways to build a relationship is to help someone whether you're talking about referrals or building a friendship, helping someone builds a relationship. So, so now you, you started BNI and you've got all these chapters that people can join in different cities, different uh, uh, towns, whatnot. Um, can you just tell a little bit about the structure of a chapter and how it works? Yeah. Well, we allow one person per professional classification to be in a group. So, you know, there's one banker, one lawyer, one CPA, one uh, chiropractor. Now, there might actually be a few lawyers. One lawyer may represent uh, business and one may do family law. So there may be some specialties within that. There's a residential real estate agent and a commercial real estate agent. Um, and they get together every week. So we literally have, as of um, this morning, we had 8,856 chapters. So we literally, I get a, I get a daily report on how many, uh, how many chapters and members we have. Um, we we uh, literally have 8,856 meetings every week all around the world. And they get together and pass each other referrals. Last year, the organization passed 11.2 million referrals. And we generated 14.2 billion, with a B, $14.2 billion dollars worth of business for our members. And Cody, you may have heard me say this before, but $14.2 billion is twice the amount of the gross domestic product for the country of Liechtenstein. <laughs> Wherever okay. Liechtenstein is. It's yeah. a small country, I know, but still, how cool is that, that we could generate that much business? I'm looking for a bigger country next year, but... Yeah, well, you keep going the way you are, you'll, you'll be able to do that with bigger countries. So when someone joins one of these chapters, 8,800 plus now, 
um, and one from each different industry. The first, one of the first things they learn is, is, Hey, this is, we're all about givers gain. So yeah. you go there to give referrals, not to get referrals. When you started this in 1985, you, that's, that's a long time ago, 1985. That's, that's, uh, I was just, uh, I was still in college then. So I earned, but anyways, this green, I earned this great hair. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. So, I mean, you were back then, there was a lot of networking that went on back then. You could, uh, you know, join a chamber of commerce. There are a lot of different ways that you can network. Did, were there any, was there any philosophy out there at the time where a networking event was, was for the purpose of giving referrals instead of getting referrals? You know, no. typically people go pass out business cards and try to get stuff. Was there anything like that? I mean, not really. I mean, there are there are organizations out there networking clearly, uh, but nothing quite like this. And and that's why I created BNI. I went to some groups that were really mercenary. I mean, everyone was trying to sell to you. I would walk out of those feeling like I had been slimed. I needed to go get a shower because everybody I met was trying to sell to me. Then I went to these other groups that were incredibly social. It was happy hour and hors d'oeuvres. There was no business being done. Didn't like the mercenary groups, didn't like the social groups. What I wanted to do was to try and put together a group that had a focus on business, but wasn't mercenary. That had a focus on relationships, but wasn't that social, that had a level of accountability. And put it together, and the glue that held it together in my mind was this philosophy of giver's game. That we were going to focus on business, but we were going to do it in a relational way. And that's why I created uh, BNI. Now, the irony is, I just created one group. I didn't think there would be thousands. I just wanted to help get referrals for my consulting business and help my friends. And people just kept coming and saying, help me open up a group. And, and at first I said, no, this isn't what I do. Um, but they talked me into it and, and the rest is history. We, you know, opened thousands of chapters now. That's incredible. So you ended up, uh, you kind of have a, you have a franchising model, right? So it is. You've, you've yeah, and uh, that's how you've been able to expand all over the world now, over 70-plus countries, and just an incredible success story. And, again, it's one of the things, and I've, I've been around you, been friends with you for a long time, um, and obviously our organization is, is very much involved with BNI. We have members from Send Out Cards. I actually need to get an exact number, but well over a thousand of your chapters have uh, sent out cards reps in them. So I don't doubt that, you know, and we, yeah. And, and I, I actually need to get an exact number. So we're, we're involved with BNI all the time. We always hear, hear stories all the time. And, and I, I attribute, this is me personally. I mean, I attribute a lot of your success to, starting with that simple philosophy. Your philosophy is in two words, yeah. giver's gain. I mean, and to me, that's simplicity at its finest. You know, you, you taught a simple principle, giver's gain, and you've kept that throughout, throughout the years. And I've learned a lot from that. I've learned that, that you know, I, need, I have a tendency to want to do a million things, and I have all kinds of catchphrases and slogans. And it really comes down to one thing for our company, too, and that is, we send out for the purpose of sending out. We, we give for the sake of giving. So you have giver's gain. In fact, I remember when I uh, was first introduced to B&I, we were, I was at seminars. I didn't know anything about you guys, and, and I would use the phrase, you give for the sake of giving. So when you send a card to somebody, you 
give to that person just to give to that person. So I would say give to give. So I was, so I had a very similar, and then all of a sudden yeah. I, I, I hear, hear about this Ivan guy that talks about givers gain. I'm like, well, that's kind of the same thing. And so it's been really cool to see how we've been able to work together. So Tourette's, ter, you have a, you have a Tourette's syndrome. Tourette, what is it? Tourette's. Yeah, I, I call love it sales this. Tourette's. All right. Tell us what sales Tourette's is. Well, sales is Tourette's is where people, they just meet someone. And, and even, even though I train people, don't sell to people when you first meet them. Don't sell to them when you meet them the second time or the third time. You got to build a relationship before you can start selling or giving referrals or asking for referrals from people. And I, and I call it sales Tourette's, which it's a, it's a bit irreverent, but I, I see it. People are standing there, especially when they're networking up. When they're networking with someone, they think, oh my goodness, this person could make a big difference for me. And it's, it's like they almost start shaking. As they, they can't hold it back. It's like, you've got to buy my product. And, you know, or are you interested in what I have to offer? And they just can't hold it back. And, and I'm here to tell you um, that the best thing to do is to build a relationship first before you try to do business with somebody. And I have hard data to prove that. One of the books I wrote... It's a bizarre title, but it's a fun book. It's called Business, Networking, and Sex, Not What You Think. It's about the difference between men and women and how they network. And we found the people who were more relational in their networking did far better in networking in terms of the percentage of business that they did than those who were transactional, than those who uh, you know, went straight, straight, straight for the sales. I also call it premature solicitation, which you don't want to say fast three times. That'll get you in trouble. Um, so yeah, don't, don't go straight for the sales, build a relationship. So do you, when you did that, I mean, I'm sure you've done studies and whatnot, or do you think are, are women naturally more relational than men are? I mean, I'm just assuming cause men yes. typically are transactional. Yeah. So we, we found that we gotta, pretty clearly. We got to slap the guys upside the head and teach them how to be nice to people, I guess. That's, yeah, that's kind of what we're saying. Yeah, well, we have to teach the guys how to, how to be relational in their network, networking. Now, the women, they, they did better because, because they were more relational. But uh, what, what we found from the study, and we, we surveyed 12,000 people from all over the world, not just BNI members, it was open to the public. The women were better uh, at building the relationship, but they, they, were, they struggled a little more with asking for the sale. So men... Mm. And, and not all men are the same. Not all women are the same. Sometimes I get somebody who gets mad at me and they say, oh, I'm not like that. Well, this isn't about you. This is about 12,000 people. And when right. you should be 12,000 people, you get some pretty consistent um, um, data. And what we found was that men had a harder time building the relationship, but they were okay asking for the sale as a rule. Women were better at building the relationship, but they had a harder time asking for the sale. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Well, we live in a day and age now where relational is so much more important than ever before. I mean, we talk on the show a lot. We've had a lot of professional sales gurus on this show before, and it always comes up as a conversation that in today's day and age, the polished, scripted sales presentation with the hard close, those days are pretty much over. I mean, they're yep. gone, and, and so you got to get more relational, and that's one of the things I love about B&I. Now, Here's an interesting thing. I, I have the opportunity to speak on occasion uh, to uh, generic audiences where there's BNI members there, there's Send Out Cards members there, and there's people that want to learn how to network there that, that aren't involved with either one of our organizations. And I always talk about uh, some 
some of the things that I love about BNI. I always try to take an opportunity to, to share the power of BNI. One of the things that I say, I've got a checklist of four or five things, but one of the things I, that, I, that I love about BNI in today's world is it's tangible. I literally say it's tan, uh, uh, BNI is tangible. What I mean by that is it's tangible. Like you have to show up once a week, get face-to-face, belly-to-belly with, I don't know, 30, 40 other people in a chapter and talk to each other. Right. And that, that's becoming unique. That's becoming a unique experience in yeah. today's world. So talk to us about the importance of that. Well, you know, I think John Nesbitt foresaw this uh, almost 35, 37 years ago when he wrote, actually oh, it was 39, almost 40 years ago. I think he wrote it in 1980. He wrote um, uh, Megatrends. And one of the things he said is that, the, that society, and this is like 80, 81 maybe, society is becoming high-tech, high-touch that the more technologically advanced we become, the more important it is to have that high-touch connection. And so when I started BNI, that was in the back of my mind, even though it was just a few years after the book, that was in the back of my mind, that we are becoming more technologically advanced, but that's still very important to have that, um, that personal connection. And so uh, I'm a big believer in online. Look at, look at us. We're, we're, we're using the Internet to do an interview through video. My goodness, in 1985? This was unthinkable that we could do something like this. Do you know what my second largest line item in my budget was in, by 1986? What's that? Number one was salaries. Number two was the telephone bill. <laughs> my phone wow. bill was the second largest item in my budget because long distance calls were, you know, it was long distance to call 30 miles away. You know, we're right. talking to each other from different states on video and it's free. Right. So uh, technology flattens the communication hierarchy. It enables people to communicate in a way that we couldn't before. But that doesn't replace face-to-face. Face-to-face is still incredibly powerful. So to me, it's not either or. It's both and. Face-to-face and social media. I'm a fan, obviously, of face-to-face, but also of, of online work. I love that. Either or. How'd you say that? Either or, or it's not either or, or. It's both and. It's not either or. It's both and. That's really both good and, in yeah. reference to technology and getting face to face with people, uh, and you know, building those relationships. So that's one of my check marks. Is that it's tangible. Another one is that it's educational. BNI is an educational format. So yeah. uh, if you join a chapter, you go there not only to give referrals and whatnot, but but you're educated. There's educational process. Tell us a little bit about the entire educational process of the BNI organization from the top all the way down through the chapters. So one of our core values is lifelong learning. And the reason for that is that we don't teach this in colleges and universities anywhere in the world. We don't teach networking, referral marketing, social capital, emotional intelligence. These are just things that aren't taught. And so I really wanted from the very beginning to teach people how to build their business through referrals, certainly within the structure of BNI, but even outside the structure of BNI. And so um, within the structure, we have leadership team training. We do over 200,000 person hours a year, 200,000 person hours a year, training our leadership teams how to run an effective network. But in addition to that, we do what we call member success program training, MSP training. Uh, We have a, a system called BNI University, which is only for BNI members where we teach people how to build their business through referrals and how to use the BNI program. 
you, you know, if, if someone who joins BNI, if you want, if you are uh, committed to learning how to network, there's so much content that we have available. I've written 23 books, most of them on networking. A lot of that content through video and audio uh, are available through what we do. So that when you leave college, you start a business, you haven't been trained, we try to provide that training so that you're not winging it because that's the worst thing to do is to wing it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, like I say, I've uh, many members of my organization are also members of BNI and it's just amazing to see the transformation that these individuals have after being active in a BNI for a period of time. You know, one of the things uh, that, that you do in a chapter is you, uh, get to get up in front of people and present. And uh, I love your the 30 second commercial or the, uh, the elevator pitch or whatever right. that, that you, that, that you teach people on and how, how to, how to position themselves or to promote themselves or whatever. And uh, it, I've just seen a lot of growth from uh, people that are in your organization. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, so, so BNI is it's it's educational. Uh, it teaches teaches about relationships. One of the other check marks that I have. So one is uh, it's tangible. You have to be there. The second one it's educational. Um, <clears throat> you, you know you learn a lot there. Um, and the third one is it's it it gets results. I mean it just flat out gets results. And you mentioned or I mentioned up front in your bio that you know this year eleven point two billion. Is that right? 11.2 11. 11. billion referrals, 14.2 billion in business that the members generated. Okay, so 11.2 million referrals generated throughout these 8,800 chapters worldwide. Yeah. Uh, 14.2 billion dollars in business. <clears throat> now, uh, <laughs> that's got to get people's attention. I mean, that has to get people's attention. It's unbelievable. And, you know, send out cards by organization. We, we kind of have a similar effect where when you properly follow up with somebody with something tangible, it gets results. I mean, people like you when you like them, you know, (laughs) it's a simple concept. So, um, I I love the fact that, that your organization gets that kind of results for people. Why? I mean, why do you, why do you, what do you attribute that to? People, uh, I believe people need to know, like, and trust each other to do business with each other. Uh, And so one of the things I teach is the importance of um, uh, what I call the VCP process, which comes back to your your comment about meeting regularly. Uh, If you want to build your business, you got to go from visibility to credibility to profitability. First, you have to be visible. People have to know who you are. You know, if they don't know who you are, they're not going to refer you. But then you have to establish credibility where people know who you are. They know what you do. They know you're good at it. And they, 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 they are willing to refer you, but then you've got to teach them how. And that's when you get to profitability. And that takes time. That doesn't happen overnight. And, and what happens is people try to go from, you know, pre-visibility straight to profitability. It doesn't work that way. People who understand how to do this understand it takes time in building relationships. And so one of the things that I love about working with Sendot Cars members is they get that. They get that it takes time. And, and they have a process to help do that. The, 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 the send out cards are a fantastic way to connect with people. I, one of the things I talk about is a follow-up system. I call it the 24-7-30. 24 hours follow-up, seven days connect on social media, 30 days meet with 
the person face to face, but on that, on that 24 hours, send them a card. You know, you could do an email, but everybody does email. Stand out, send a card. That, that is unheard of in this day and age with most people. And so by sending that card as a follow-up, people are like, oh, this is different. This is unique. And I love, I always, I, go, I always know the send out card people when I go to an event because they want to take a picture. They take a picture and then, of course, you know, a few days later I get a card which shows me, me and them and it reminds me who they are. It's not just the name. I put that face to the name because it's one of the features that you guys have that I love is that you can embed photographs into your card. So I probably over-answered your question. But, no, I um, love it. I love it. Hey, listen, man, we all just want to sit and listen to you. In fact, I tell pe- people that I interview all the time is I, I know when you're doing a fantastic job when I, the interview interviewer, forget that I got to ask another question here. Because <laughs> I'm so into what you're saying. So, uh, yeah, you just completely talk away. I, I want to shift the conversation a little bit and just start talking more about uh, what we can do in the world to change the world. We're t- we talk a lot about business, uh, generating referrals for people, uh, helping create success in people's business, and that's all great. It's all important. But in the philosophies that you teach, uh, we can really tra- – you, you, you have – a huge impact, Ivan. You have the ability to transform people's lives far beyond business, you know, to, to shift people's thinking to be a kinder, gentler, nicer type of people. And we live in a day and age. In fact, I, I uh, interviewed you once before on one of my other shows, and I actually featured your answer in my book. I asked you a question in, in today's day and age where there's so much hate and there's so much strife and there's so much separation what can we do as a people to bring us back together again as, as a human race? And I loved your answer. So I don't know if you remember exactly what your answer was, but just no, give, give me an answer. Give now. me, give me a little bit of a, a, a head start. <laughs> what did you, I talk, say? you talk about, you talked about how when you started BNI, it was not your vision to change the whole world. Right. It was your vision to start with just one person. I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to help a, a group of people and I hoped that they would be willing to help me. Uh, and I think that's so important. You know, we all have people that are in our story. Uh, I, I tell stories about people who changed my life. I know you do. I've heard your story. Uh, and so we all have people that are in our story. To me though, at some point in, in life, it's not as important who's in our story. That's always important. But at some point in life, we have to start thinking about whose story are we in, which is a whole different mindset. It's like, yeah, people have helped me in my life. And I am who I am today because of the people who mentored or helped me. But at some point, it's important to give back. And it's not just who's in our story, but whose story are we in? Whose life are we changing or helping? And you don't have to change the world. I've always said, you may not be able to make a world of difference, but you can make a difference in the world. And you do that one person at a time. And so who are you helping? Who are you supporting? Whose life are you changing? You never know how one little comment, an offhanded comment, can have such a positive effect on someone or a negative effect on someone. And so always think about what you're saying and what you're contributing to people because it makes a difference. I remember I said one thing and, and then I'll stop. 
you asked me another question. I said one thing to two people who, who have now are good friends, but at the time I, I didn't know them. And they poked their head into my office. Uh, and this was probably 20 years ago. They poked my head, their head into my office and they said, hey, um, sorry, we didn't mean to interrupt. They were, they were at BNI for training. Sorry, we didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, we know you're busy. And I didn't even think about it. But what I said to them was, hey, it's, it's okay, guys. Come on in. This work, and I was working on something on my computer. This work will be here tomorrow. You won't be. Come on in. That stuck with them, Cody, for, for 20 years. You know, 10 years ago, wow. they said to me, do you remember what you said to us? And I'm like, what did I say? Was it nice? They, and then they shared that. And that's what I'm talking about. It's not just who's in your story. It's whose story are you in? Because when you're changing people's lives, that's when you change the world. Wow, it's powerful. And it reminds me when you were telling, when you were mentioning that, uh, I had an incident that happened to me early on in my career where I actually got up and I was speaking in front of a group of people, and um, Bob and Linda Proctor was in the audience. Mm. And Bob Proctor is a, a big trainer today, and his wife Linda has been very successful in lots of businesses. But they were in the audience, and this was early in my career. I didn't even know I was going to be a speaker. I just I had a presentation I had to give, and I told a story in the presentation. And I'll never forget, because afterwards, uh, Linda Proctor came up to me, and she said, Cody, I want you to know something. I, I need you to know that you are a very gifted speaker, mm. and thank you for sharing with us today. And at, at that point in my life, that wasn't even on my radar. It was like, I didn't, but wow, did that ever stick like that stuck. And it literally kind of transitioned my whole career. Everything I did. In fact, I don't even know if sending out cards would be around today without that one statement. And, and I don't, it is, it's, it's transformational. And so I made a point from that experience forward that I was going to do the same thing for people. So whenever, when, whenever somebody does a great job on something, whatever, I, I make a special point to try to say something to them that will plant a seed like Linda did for me. And I'll always, you know, I always have her to thank for that. That's a perfect so, example. Absolutely perfect example of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just really, really good stuff. So uh, you and your wife, Elizabeth, uh, she's incredible. Um, I've been invited a couple of times to her yoga classes and have not made one yet. So <laughs> Gong, but, actually. Uh, you, she's Qigong and Tai Chi. Yeah. I, see, I even, have, I even have the class down wrong. I know it's Well, no, no. It's you know, sometimes things. she calls it because people don't know what Qigong is. She calls it uh, Ch Chinese yoga. So you probably Chinese heard that. Chinese yoga. Yeah, because uh, that, yeah. that, that kind of gives people a sense of what, uh, what it is. So she probably said Chinese yoga. So you and, you and Elizabeth co-founded the BNI Foundation. And yeah. I really want to spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, talk about changing the world, doing stuff to give back to our communities and give back to the world. Could you talk to us a little bit about what the BNI Foundation is? The BNI Foundation uh, was started by us in 1998. It's uh, 21 years old. Uh, the focus is on children and education. Um, you know, children represent around 20% of our population, but they represent 100% of the future. And so we really believe that it's important to support children and educational causes. Um, and so that's what we've done for the last 21 years. We've given away millions of dollars um, to, through many grants and other children's uh, programs. 
uh, and, and not just Beth and I, BNI members contribute to the BNI Foundation. This isn't the Beth and I, been, we have our own foundation. This is the BNI Foundation, and many, many, many members and directors have contributed um, to help to help support children in education throughout the world. Oh, it's incredible. I know that uh, when we were in Thailand at your international convention, um, the, you guys told a story about some of the of the young girls over there mm. in Thailand and, and uh, what you were doing there. Can you share with us a little bit about that that's take place in some of these other countries? Yeah, Thai, the Thai Daughters. Uh, Thai Daughters, program. yeah. Yeah, um, truly, truly amazing. Um, many young girls that are, um, you know, being sold into uh, slavery, basically. Um, and, and what happens is they escape that. And there's this school uh, of, um, it's, it's called Friends of Thai Daughters uh, in Thailand that takes these young girls, I mean young, 13, 12, 14-year-old girls who um, could easily uh, end up in, in sexual slavery um, um, and, and, and educate them, teach them, show them that, uh, that they can be successful in the world. And uh, they just do amazing things for young girls. And it, the program was introduced to us by one of our BNI directors, a good friend of, of ours, uh, Patty Salvucci, introduced us to the program. And we've supported it uh, ever since. Both Beth and I privately, as well as, as BNI, um, have supported the organization. That's, that's one example. We also do Junior Achievement, which is you know, an entrepreneurial kind of program. We have a, a program called Business Voices. Where we, where BNI members can contribute their time, like vocation day in a school, where you talk about what it's like to be a business person. So there's many different outlets for the BNI Foundation, and we we really do some amazing things. I'm I'm proud of it. Yeah, it's really good stuff. We were there, and I remember the some of the some of the girls that were in the program came up on your stage and and thanked. It was it was oh my goodness. It was, to me that was the best experience of your whole convention is to see yeah. those girls get up there and thank your organization for helping them. Yeah. Uh, what that was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. It was just truly, truly incredible. Uh, I was actually going to call you and talk to you about this. We'll just do it right here on the podcast. I was recently introduced to a lady by the name of Nancy Lieberman. I don't know if you've ever heard of Nancy. No. Uh, Nancy is a, she is a, uh, and, and I want to make some connections. I'd like to make some connections because uh, I love what she's doing. We have an organization uh, called uh, the McCabe Avenue Foundation, and yeah. we just kind of started that. We've just started raising a little bit of money. And then the intent of that is to give back to our communities, especially to our kids, our youth, uh, give them a platform where they can learn positivity and share their talents with the world is the purpose of that. In the course of, of, of that, I've met a lot of people. I've seen what you're doing with the BNI Foundation and how you support other, other organizations. Uh, and then I came across Nancy Lieberman. Nancy uh, is an ex-basketball player. Uh, she was, uh, at the age of 17, was on the uh, play, played for the Olympics, the U.S. Olympic team. Mm. She played professional basketball. She's been a coach incredible lady, very, very well connected throughout the NBA and WNBA and uh, celebrities all over the world. She has started the Nancy Lieberman Foundation where it's so cool. She, what she's doing is she's taking, she goes into communities and she builds uh, basketball courts 
and then she starts programs for inner city kids where they can come free of charge to these basketball or uh, basketball places and do these programs. And it's, it's just amazing the work that she's done. So I wanted to make some connections with you guys. There's a lot of neat stuff going on out there. Um, and it's so important that we, you know, we, we, you hear the phrase, it's kind of a cliche, give back, you know, yeah. you got to give back. And I, I, th I think it's bigger than that. It's, it's, the, the whole giving back to the community, that's what it's really all about. The, yeah, listen, yeah. I think as a, as a successful business person, I, I don't like to tell people what they should do, but I feel I have an obligation to put back into the community that I come from. And right. so we try, or that I earn a living from. And so we try to, to, to do that because it's, it's, the, it's the right thing to do. And, um, and, and there are many ways to do it. It doesn't have to be money. It can be time. It could be support. Right. You know, your, 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 your time and your talent. Not not just your wealth, but your time and your talent um, uh, are are really needed um, in the communities. Um, we and that's what our business voices program is about. It because you know uh, it, it's it, it's so easy to just ignore those kinds of things. But uh, we think business has a voice. That's why we call it business voices. We think business has a voice, and um, and that government for whatever reason, nonprofits you know, have limited resources. They can't do everything that needs to be done. But business, man, we can step in and help an organization, you know, solve a specific problem and we can do it quickly. And, and that's one of our programs is business voices. I mean, I'll just give you a quick example. We went to a school in a rural part of the United States and, and in business voices, we said to the, the principal there, what, what's your biggest problem? What, what can we help you with? And the principal said, you really want to know the biggest problem? And this was winter. And he said, yeah. The, 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 the person with the business voices program said, yeah. He said, our kids, many of them don't have shoes. Don't have shoes. Um, you know, they're coming to school with uh, shoes that have duct tape around them. Or in some cases, no shoes. And you, a child can't do work when their free, feet are freezing. And I remember, I remember the, 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 the BNI member saying, we got this. This is easy. They did a shoe drive. They filled up a closet in the school of new shoes and lightly used shoes so that these kids had shoes. That's the kind of thing that makes a huge difference in people's lives. Wow. Great story. That's incredible. I think the whole point is that it, it all comes full circle back to yeah. your philosophy called givers gain. Yeah. So if you give to the community, you give to the world, you give for a bigger cause of, of creating positivity in the world, you will do nothing but, but gain. And you'll gain right. in all aspects of your life, in, in your business life, in your personal life, you know, those kinds of things. And, and I think that's so, who you kind of surround yourself with. And, and, I, and I, I'd love to chat for a minute or two about the latest book I have, which is about who you surround yourself with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, see, we're on the same wavelengths. That's exactly where I was about to go because I do want to hear about your latest books. I had uh, the chance to read the, the latest book. And uh, so go ahead. Tell us a little bit about that. The book, this is the book. It's, it's called uh, Who's in Your Room? Uh, the Secret to Creating Your Best Life. And it's, it's not a networking book. It's a life book. But let me tell you, you, you absolutely you can use this and should use this for part of your networking. Here's the concept of the book. Imagine that you live your entire life in one room. It's a large room, but you live your whole life in one room. And that one room has one door. And that one door 
is an enter only door. So that when people come into your life and into your room, they're there forever. You can never get them out. Now, luckily, Cody, this is a metaphor, but I'm going to argue that it's more than that. But let's say it's a metaphor. If it were true, would you be more selective about the people that you had let into your life, Cody? Yeah, no question. Yeah, everybody says that. So my question is then, why aren't we? Why, why aren't we more selective? So this is when I, I love to do this with an audience. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, if you're listening, I want you to think about this. Cody, I want you to think about this. Think of somebody who's out of your life because people say, well, that's not true. It is a metaphor there. I got them out of my life. So I want you to think, if you're, if you're watching this, listening to this, Cody, I want you to think for a moment about someone you got out of your life. They were in your life, but you got them out of your life, but they were toxic. They were difficult. They were challenging. I want you to think about the experiences that you had with that individual and why you were so glad they are out of your life. Now, Cody, I'm not going to ask you to share who that is, but do you have somebody in mind? No question. Yes, I do. Yeah. So everybody does. Every time I do this, everyone does. So here's the thing. If they're still in your head, they're still in your room. Because every experience you have in life, the, the experiences that you had with that individual, that, their fingerprints are all over your brain. You will do, the things you do in the future will be based in part on the relationships that you've had in the past. And so the key here is that even though they're out of your life, they're still in your head. The key then is to, is to be better at screening the people who come into your room. And in order to do that, we talk about, this is the, the, the next section in the chapter, is you got to be good with your values. You have to know what your values are. And if you don't understand your values, then your, your room's just a revolving door. You're letting anybody in. And so you need to get good with your values. You need to have what we call this metaphorical doorman, which is your conscious and subconscious mind, that once you're good with your values, you screen them, uh, you screen people from getting too close to you, from getting into your room so that they can't have a negative impact on your life. So I've given you like two minutes on, on the summary of the book. I think it's the, probably the most meaningful book I've written. It will make the biggest change in people's lives. And I wish I had this book as a teenager. Well, I'll tell you, it had a huge impact on me. You know, we all go through experiences of life and, and it's a quick read. And it was just very, very impactful for some things that I have been going through, actually. Uh, kind of slaps you upside the head is what it does. It makes you realize, you know, we, we've got to be selective. You we got to be loving. We got to be caring. We got to be accepting of people, but we also have to be selective of who we allow to be uh, in our lives and be, be influences on us. Yeah. And look, so I always like, I'm talking about, you know, the way people behave normally, uh, you know, good people do stupid things. I, I had a comment with you, a conversation with you uh, probably about a year ago and apologized for something stupid that I did. And, and so um, I, it, it's not, the, the single actions of somebody, it's, it's their general nature. That's what you want to look at because everybody does something dumb at, at some right. point. And so you look at where their values are and are they congruent with yours and the relationship that you have in the long term. And, and, and that's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ivan, we sure love having you on with us. I always like to end our shows by just giving you the floor. No questions, no nothing. Just give you a couple of minutes to just uh, close it out for us. 
give us some of those great words of wisdom from Dr. Ivan Meisner. Go ahead. Well, well thanks. Let me start with, a, I'll start with a, a, a networking saying, and then I want to talk just a little bit more about uh, one of the chapters in the book, because I think that's a great place to end. Uh, networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships with other business professionals. That's the way you build a solid foundation for a successful business. But let's talk about life, which is really what Who's in Your Room is about. So I'll talk for just a couple of minutes about the secret to balance in your life. Cody, would you like to hear what I think the secret to balance is? Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Let's do it. All right, here it is. Forget about balance. You'll never have it. Now, usually people are like, oh, seriously? I was hoping for something good. Okay. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. I, I think balance, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a business person, is almost impossible. We think of lady justice and the scales of justice and how our life has to be just perfectly in balance. Our spirituality has to be in balance with our family, which has to be in balance with our business. And all of this has to be in balance. To me, it's more like juggling flaming swords than it is, um, you know, <laughs> balance. I think balance is almost impossible. And I think we beat ourselves up because we can't have it. I do, however, believe that we can have harmony. And, and this is more than semantics. Even the logo for harmony, the circle with the yin and the yang, is out of balance if you took yeah. it apart. It's out of balance. Yeah. And so what I believe is possible is to create a life of harmony. And the last section of who's in your room is, you know, you, 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 you now have your values, you know to screen people, you know how to deal with the difficult people in your room. How do you create the, 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 the life of your dreams? You do that by creating harmony. And we have a lot of techniques that we talk about in the book. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'll give you two right now. Here's one. Be here now. Wherever you are, be there. Don't be at work thinking about not spending time with the family last night. Don't be at home thinking about the project at work. Wherever you are, be fully present. Uh, my son, when he was 17 years old, we were sitting there playing Halo, and he was kicking my butt playing Halo. <laughs> He's in his 20s now, and I said to him, I said, buddy, was I around enough for you when you were young? He's like, he looked at me like I was crazy, crazy Cody, and he said, what? I said, was I around enough? You know, I travel a lot. He said, you're around all the time. I said, I'm on the road like every other week. And he said, yeah, I don't know. But when you're here, you're like totally here. So can we get back to the game now? <laughs> like, yeah, we can get back to the game now. That's good. So to me, that's an example of harmony. I'll give you one more. Uh, you have to really strive. You have to practice letting go and holding on. Contrary to popular belief, you can't have it all. I've never met anyone that had it all. And I've seen people striving to have it all, and you can't. And so you have to, by understanding your values, you know what is important to let go of and what's important to hold on to for dear life. So you have to learn how to let go and hold on to the things that are important to you and that are less important to you. Let, let those things go. So there's two techniques that we give. What I love about this book is it's very actionable. We give very specific steps on how to create this, the secret of your, of your best life. And so it's available on Amazon and uh, uh, take a look at it. Read the first three pages. If the first three pages don't get you nothing, well. Well, that's, that's for sure. Uh, excellent work. I love, love your books. 
23 books. I mean, that's, that's a lot of writing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it, so I, I, th I think you're probably constantly in a writing project. Is that, is that yeah. the way it is? Or, yeah, yeah so usually two or three at a time, but um, one is my primary, and then I'm working on a couple of things uh, separately. I spend one day a week when I'm not traveling. This is my uh, home office in Austin, Texas that we're talking from. And um, every Wednesday is writing day for me when I'm, when I'm not traveling. I spend the entire day uh, on writing projects um, and try and get as much done as possible. And I'll do some in between here and there, but Wednesday is devoted to writing. That's great. Love it. Well, there you have it, everybody. Dr. Ivan Meisner, founder of BNI, co-founder of the BNI Foundation with his wife, Beth. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show with us, Ivan. We appreciate all of you tuning in. Make sure that you share this show with everybody that you know. Um, thanks again, Ivan. Appreciate it very much. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on our, another episode of our Relationship Marketing Podcast. Take care now. Thanks, Cody. I appreciate it, and I love Send Out Cards. Thanks for having me on. Well, I love being I. We'll keep co-promoting. So thanks, brother. Take care. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review so that together we can get this message, The Power of Human Connection, out to the world. You can find Cody's new book, The Power of Human Connection, on Amazon or the Send Out Cards gift store.